This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am the sick man, uh, Rob Crane, and uh, here as always, uh, Chris, how are you? Uh, sound, I sound better than you now, right you, now, I, I would think. There's not too many human beings on earth that uh, sound worse than me right now. Uh, uh, I, it's unfortunately apropos what we're about to talk about. Yeah, right. Um, I got sick um, this weekend. And being sick on a weekend when you're in baseball because we just don't have very many weekends stinks right because you just like it feels like a lost opportunity in life even if you don't work in baseball being sick on a weekend's got to stink right that's just that's 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 not we want to be sick no of course not of course not so anyway um as i hope it is not coronavirus but i will have to say that was the sports business topic of the of the week is there's a lot of stuff going on with um with coronavirus and people have to make adjustments i mean hell even the olymp like the olympics is like oh crap like I'm actually now leaning towards uh, it's more likely than not that the Olympics will be canceled. You think so? The Olympics I, canceled? I, I I I think it's getting closer and closer to the point where that might become more likely than not based on how this is spreading as you can hear Rob cough right into the microphone. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to. That's do where, it. no, that's <clears throat> that's the, the problem here is you put a gigantic number of people from all around the world when in the middle of a pan- possible pandemic you're just going to exasperate the issue so i mean you i don't know if anyone saw the news italy today announced that for at least the next month all sporting events will take place without spectators inside the building it's crazy i actually got my first uh we got our first call today of someone being like what if coronavirus shuts down mccoy stadium for our game day and i was like wait and there's people that people are starting to think about that of like worst case scenario, what happens if? So I was asked that on a call the other day as we were finalizing a partnership. Someone asked that exact same question. They said, well, what happens if there's no games? And I was like thinking in the back of my head, I was like, I get yeah, that's a real possibility. You hope that by the summer we got this under control, but yeah, you just never know. I mean, opening day is 23 days away. So it's it's. It's scary for sure. Uh, we've already had uh, partnerships kind of lost because of it, because of supply chain issues. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, where people who wanted to do deals can't because they can't be promoting stuff because they can't get their product made because most of their products are made in China. Um, we are we, a little. I'm a little worried about giveaways, but I don't think we haven't heard any uh, major issues yet. But I'm a little worried. Like all our giveaways are made in China. Yeah, no, that's a huge thing, right? Everyone who doesn't know that, all the bobbleheads and T-shirts and all that stuff come from China. Uh, you have to, that's why you have to place them four months in advance because they come by boat and they're so much cheaper because you order a bobblehead in the States, 
it's it's what triple the price I, at, at least and you got to worry about chinese new year i never knew about chinese new yes. year until i got into uh sports right china shuts down for like a month six weeks for chinese new year and it's like a thing oh no yeah if you miss a deadline when your bobblehead order is supposed to be placed and you're late to the game you're not getting your bobbleheads which for most people if you haven't worked in this business or if you have you might as well have shot someone's firstborn child if they've run out of bobbleheads or don't have said bobbleheads oh, the night of no. a giveaway. Oh, I, uh, have you ever screwed a bobblehead up? Um, yeah, we I, I we got one that was it looked so bad from who the player would should have looked like. Yeah. Um, and we also it was funny when I was in the Devils. This is a funny story. So, so do you know uh, the Giantas, Brian Gianta? In the, in the in the hockey world, I do not. I'm not a little little guys, tinier, tinier, tiny on the tinier side. And we did a mini bobblehead. Love it of Stephen Gianta, and he was already like he's, I'm not even like he's probably five 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 six. Oh, like small. Oh yeah, he's tiny. Um, but plays professional hockey, and doing a mini bobblehead of someone of that size <laughs> did not sit well with said player or said fans. But if we. It's impossible to do everyone gets a bobblehead in the minors. You just can't afford to do those type of giveaways, yep. right? So it was always the first 2,000. And when you got to the very end of the box and you were that poor sap oh, that standing was there like the, handing them out. Oh, yeah. I've been that per- I'm that person nearly every game now. Oh, my God. I would be doing that too. Like I was just there because you got to be on the front lines with your people because that is when mayhem breaks out and and i'm not even exaggerating you might as well have shot their firstborn because they are going to tear you down because someone didn't get a bobblehead and sometimes it's it's fine i understand if it's kids sometimes it was adults oh losing their damn mind i think the adults are worse when uh when they lose i need and it's like and it's always the season to go right it's like i deserve these bobbleheads we're like we we let you get in because we i don't know how you do it but what we did it to guarantee we guaranteed season ticket holders giveaway items because we let season ticket holders in 15 minutes early before everyone else yep so by doing so you are guaranteed a giveaway because we did not have 2,000 season ticket holders if you don't get there earlier enough you are not guaranteed said giveaway yeah we uh, <coughs> excuse me <coughs> cough is killing me um we actually as part of your package guarantee their giveaway so, like, you come in after the homestand, and we'll have a little bag for you of the giveaway. So, like, you don't even have to worry about it. That's very nice of you guys. How, yeah. And, that, I mean, that that that's a nice perk because typically most teams from a logistical standpoint and storage standpoint can't do that. Yeah, no, it's – I don't think uh, our director of uh, Ticket Ops, who handles all of that, uh, really enjoys that too much. But, uh, uh, but, you know, she makes it work. She does a great job getting it done. Uh, but it's 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 it is definitely a task. Um, in Omaha, uh, Marty and I screwed up a giveaway. So we were doing Alex Gordon bobbleheads, and the first proof comes back, and he spelled it G O R D N. Like, oh. no, nope, no, guys, sorry, that's G O R D O N. I go, okay, no problem. Next proof comes back, Alex Gordon. Bobbleheads come in, and the bobbleheads get there. Very close to the game, right? So just a few days before. <coughs> Pull up the uh, bobblehead. Out the bobblehead. G-O-R-D-N. Oh. So no O. So this was all Marty's idea. This is why he's the best and why he's one of the most creative people ever. He goes, you know what? 
we're going to drop the O on everything. So we gave out the bobbleheads with no N. Then behind the person giving out the bobblehead, right? So say I'm giving out the bobblehead. You would be behind me. And we printed out, I think it was 20, first 2,500. 2,500 individually printed and cut O's <laughs> like that we did on the uh, paper. So everyone yep. got an O when they got in. And then when you, uh, this was at Rosenblatt. So then when you came to the game, uh, we had our PA, now, uh, our PA announcer <coughs> um, try and drop the O on everything, on every name that he announced. So we were the Maha Riles. And uh, just <laughs> to try, and like everyone, when we typed their name into the video board, no everyone's O's, O's were dropped. Um so that we made it a total gimmick, right? And um, it did was, it work? It worked. It was funny, right? People were a little were a little upset, and then we also gave them a voucher <coughs> to come back when they you got real the bobbleheads. The fixed the fixed bobblehead, right? 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 W- what did the company say? We screwed up. Sorry. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the worst. I mean, when it's something doesn't get there on time, it's just like that sinking feeling is. It's a lonely place. It feels like you're on an island by yourself, oh, yeah. and people are irate. Yeah, I give Marty a lot of credit for at least coming up with something fun and funny instead of just like, oh, sorry. You know what I mean? He was like, all right, let's make this funny. And no, then, that, that's and, that's and extremely he, creative. And yeah. then also, I mean, that's the things you can get away with in minor league baseball, right? Because, t- I mean, there's no way in Fenway Park they're going to start dropping the O's as people come up. No, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think... Uh, no, so that's that's where like this is where we always have this. Can debate. you imagine like, someone pronouncing like Xander Bogarts? Your David Tease. Yeah, right. Urtees. <laughs> Urtees. But like <laughs> we, this is the debate we have of like, this is where I sometimes say I prefer the minors over the majors for certain aspects like that. Like you can have fun, you can do those kind of things, and that's where it's a great place to learn and grow because it forces you to be creative, and you're allowed to be creative. So that's a great story. I mean, hey, kudos. Kudos to Marty for coming up with that on yeah, the fly. Yeah, it was uh, it was awesome. So I'll be anxious to see where this uh, coronavirus thing on where it kind of hopefully ends. it goes. How the away. hell did we get from coronavirus to bobble? I guess China. Oh, China, because right? China and the delivery. So you know, it's funny Only too. Us we're on bobbleheads, right? We went from no, we we took coronavirus and then talked about bobbleheads, and then we got to Omaha. Yeah. Okay. So everybody always tries to figure out the best giveaway that drives attendance have you seen anything ever come close to a bobblehead um trying to think we did david ortiz jerseys a few years ago and that was that was pretty good but bobbleheads are uh if i also remember too when like in the beginning of our careers bobbleheads were just kind of making a comeback right they They were like there was that old school one that they all big head the the, big head yeah the big head that always looked the same and then they started really coming back. Um, yeah, uh, but I haven't seen any uh, giveaway really be better than a bobblehead. No, in terms of like increased ticket sales and have to have and freak out. I mean, a jersey is not a typical giveaway. So that's an amazing giveaway that you guys did with the Ortiz. We do three of them a year. That's a lot. I mean, most people don't give out jerseys. So that's that's crazy. But it, I, everybody's always like, what's the next? We did one thing that was really cool was the, a Mr. Potato Head, a hockey Mr. Potato Head. That had oh, like a black of... eye and missing teeth. Oh, that's that was cool. Fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That was good. But it was, it, I mean, it, it was so expensive. You could only do it. We only did it once. Um, bobbleheads, one hundred percent, was always our biggest night of the year. Uh, Mr. Potato Head, Hasbro, 
based in Pataka, Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. Yeah, Pataka, I know. Rhode I've been there. It's cool. It's a cool place. Have you been? <laughs> yeah, it's a. It's, I've never actually been in inside there. It's a, they have a massive, massive Mr. Potato Head as you walk in. That's uh, it's literally right down the street, and all of our meetings with Hasbro has been not there. You need to go. You should go before you leave Pawtucket. Yeah, right. Uh, well, they got toys everywhere. It's like a kid's heaven, and it's like it's like a nostalgia place because you walk in there and like all this cool stuff that they have everywhere. And they bought Star the, Wars too, right? They have the, they no, have, no. Disney owns Star Wars, but they, they make. Had, I thought they had the toys to the Star Wars. They did. I'm sure they do, but Disney. I mean, they used to. I don't know if they still do, but Disney owns Star Wars, so I'm sure Disney took that right on back because yeah. that's. The, oh, I know you don't watch this or know Star Wars, but have you seen Baby Yoda? Right. I I, I have seen uh, Baby Yoda. Yes. Disney announced that the Baby Yoda production is in trouble. Because of the coronavirus. Because of coronavirus. Coronavirus is screwing up everything, even Corona. Corona. So. So what's Don't the stat? 38% of Americans think that if they drink Corona, they'll get coronavirus. That can't be true. It is 100% true. That is ridiculous. Ridiculous. By the way, if I was in college right now, I would throw in a, a coronavirus party and then make everyone dress up in like, you know, kind of nurse doctor thing and then have Corona uh, Corona, mm, and that nurse be, doctor thing, huh? That would be a beer. That would be a. Uh, that would be the beer that we would have. Uh, you know, that might be on a different website, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but tell me that wouldn't be fun. Coronavirus party? We're drinking Coronas. Hey, if you can afford to buy Corona in college, good for you. If you're gonna throw a big party, charge a little. That's bit true. When you come in. That's true. Have a good time. Um, so, um, you talk to your quasi boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, Charles Steinberg, he is my boss, I guess, right? So uh, he's the president of the team. And so he was, he's always been very kind. And he was my first interview ever when I came up with this idea, before I probably even shared this with you. And uh, I did an interview with him. It was in June. And I thought the interview sucked from my end. And I've been kind of holding it back. And. Um, I didn't love it. And I was just like, all right, I'll do it at one point. 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 And then it's like, all right, it's March. should probably release this. <laughs> uh, and that's what a stupid way. Because I was like, if I would have released it early, we didn't have the following that we have now. And less people would have heard it. Right. But, so it's, hey. But I still think it was good. You know, if you get past, Charles is a talker, right? I you he he is a he's a a poet with words. Yeah, my uh, my wife helps uh, write the uh, descriptions of the podcast um, every time we do this because she's very good with English and I am not. And uh, she wrote what a, a, a verbal illustrator, and that is Charles. Charles is a verbal illustrator, uh, and uh, he does. He's got great stories that uh, really resonate. I think. He was he was the guy behind the scenes when we were well the Red Sox ceremonies everything he orchestrated all of it from the marathon stuff to the World Series celebrations after um, I mean and, and he got connected with Larry back in in California right No it was actually before then they were um, uh, he worked for him in, with the Orioles like oh the Orioles point. right so and like, he was his dentist. He was a he was a dentist, but I don't think he was Larry's dentist. He was done practicing dentist dentistry. Got it. Then. 
Uh, but so, yeah, he was like uh, the, you know, video board guy, PR guy for the Orioles when uh, Larry's group, well, Larry wasn't part of the group, right? So Larry was the lawyer that right. worked for the group that owned the team. And uh, then he was the president of the team. But, um, yeah, so he was always, he's been working for Lucchino for like, um, for like 40 years. But one of the things that his, probably halfway through, that Charles talks about was um, the iconic David Ortiz ceremony. So Charles, like you said, ran all the ceremonies, and he's amazing at this, just amazing. And, um, you know, the Ortiz was this, this is our fucking city. Yep. Um, <coughs> Charles orchestrated that whole thing, and he tells a very detailed painted picture about um, that uh, about about that specific uh, ceremony, because which happened right after the Boston Marathon uh, bombing, which in Boston, if people uh, you know, was such a uh, major tragedy, was a major um, was just uh, you know now it's kind of ingrained in our fiber. It's like where were you when uh, yep. during the Boston Marathon? So I ask you, where were you when? I so this is <clears throat> this is weird. So I was on the phone. Uh, I was living in Albany, so I was with the Albany Devils. I was on the phone finalizing my deal to go to work with Fenway at Nesson. And I was watching TV, and all of a sudden, it said, breaking news, explosions at the Boston Marathon. And, and, I, and I say to the person on the phone, uh, I was like, hey, there was an explosion at the marathon. Like she's, and she was like, oh, yeah, it's probably, probably something weird happened. And then like they cut in. I'm like, hey, you should probably go. <laughs> And Nesson is right by, is in Watertown where everything happened, right? So, the, so, the, so the, not the bombing. So yeah. then, yeah. So then, this is this is the. So then, eventually, for people who don't know the story, or if you didn't see the movie, that Mark Wahlberg is Rambo. Um, <laughs> I haven't seen the movie, if you can imagine. I know. I'm not sure you haven't seen the movie. Uh, so, Watertown is Nesson's headquarters. The bombers ended Watertown up. Watertown is a suburb of Boston. Right. It's about. Right, 15 minutes without traffic, probably about uh, four, four hours with traffic yeah, right. um, outside of Boston. So the bombers ended up in Watertown on the chase and have the shootout directly behind the building of Nesson. And all the Nesson employees who were there at the time were locked down. <laughs> there were snipers on the roof. They said it was just absolutely bedlam. But if as I went to work there literally mm-hmm. like two weeks later... Uh, you go in the back of Nesson, and you could see the house right there that had the, sh- the bullet holes. And no shot kidding. With the sh- yeah, oh, yeah, it's right there. It's literally right there. Uh, and I obviously joined the organization in, in, in 13 and go on that magical, crazy run where we win the World Series, and it culminates. It was one of the – I mean, that team had no business winning a World Series. No, and that team was not the most talented team in the world. And that No, was, it was like a bridge year. It was a gap year. And they just galvanized, and I mean, every player played way above the their capabilities, and it just I it did so much because the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup right after the bombing. That's right, the Blackhawks. That's right, right after, and I was there for that because we Bruins, the Nesson is Bruins and Red Sox. So I was at the Cup when they scored the two goals in like literally twenty five seconds. You blinked, and the Stanley Cup was over, and that that crushed everybody. But then the Red Sox galvanized together and they ended up winning a world series which was huge i mean do you, you talk about that 
David Ortiz moment will go down in the history of sports as one of the most iconic moments of all time, right? Like that, that is course. that was just crazy. That I mean, it's not the Lou Gehrig speech, but it's not far behind. Yeah, and you know where Ortiz was before? That was his first game back. He was rehabbing in Pawtucket. Uh Prior to that, he was coming back from an injury, and he was rehabbing in uh, he was rehabbing in Pawtucket. Did you give him that line to say? Uh, no, I was uh, my first year as team, or second year as team president uh, with uh, with Scranton. So I remember being um, there and um, uh, at work, and uh, then all of a sudden you get the notifications, and it was like, holy cow! And it's like you instantly turn on the TV, and I was glued to the television. I talked. To oh my. Uh, you know, you talk to people all around. It's like, yeah, my one of my close buddies was a block away. The crazy part, too, is they shut everyone's cell phones off because they were afraid of remote detonators, so you couldn't get a hold of anybody. I mean, if for those of you who don't live in Boston, Boston made up of holiday called Evacuation Day. That is Marathon Monday every year. So it's coming up. I mean, it's not far off, right? Yeah. Me, me personally, I think the best game of the year at Fenway is not opening day, but Marathon Monday. It's 11 o'clock game uh, every single year. The whole city is shut down. No one's, nobody's in school. The marathon is a huge, huge deal, and it's obviously gotten an even bigger deal since that hell happened, but it's my literally my favorite day every year at Fenway because it, it, the game's at 11, so it, the game's over by 2, everyone's partying everyone's celebrating their their friends and family who run we have people in the office who go do it and run and raise a ton of money and it's just it's a really really cool day uh and for that to happen on that day i'll never forget like i don't know what other city would do this the whole entire city shut down for yeah. days and we're like we're not leaving our house until we find you yeah right it's crazy it was like it was this crazy is what we're doing i remember coming home from uh, from work, and all I was was glued to the coverage of this, especially the night that they got him. I'm watching this like I've never watched anything before in my life. As you well know, I'm not a big watcher. Not and, a big uh, watcher. I'm sure surprised you even knew what was going on. <clears throat> right? Hey, I, 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 uh, it's like my the hometown, so you like, had to make a couple <laughs> phone calls to make sure. Like we played Watertown in, uh, they were in our league in high school, so um, you would. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was glued, glued. Glued to it. Glued Guy to opens it. his boat cover and then boom, there he is, Jarnev. Yeah, now he's rotten in Colorado, you yeah. jackass. Yeah, thank God, thank God. So um, say love <coughs> Excuse me. This, this cough is just uh, the worst. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's just awful, awful. But hey, uh, good news. Uh, we got another sponsor uh, for um, for front office features, and it's a good one. Ties into kind of what we're doing. Um, we know that many of you are looking to break into the sports business. Heck, this is exactly why we do the podcast. But uh, are you nervous about starting your first job? Are you uh, afraid to ask for advice? Well, the good news is you can listen to this podcast and um, you can say how to make, uh, you can uh, ask some more questions about how to make your email tone, uh, make sure it's correct, or what the heck professional attire is. Uh, by the way, uh, fun, fun fact. My wife picks out every shirt that I wear to work every day and irons them the night before. So they're irons them. Irons them the night before. Yep. So they are uh, literally hanging in the closet, and I just pick the shirt uh, that she already picked for me, and then I go and grab 
uh, my decision is pants. And most of the time I go, is this the pants that I should be wearing with this? And she tells me yes or no, and then I get, uh, and then I get dressed. So when, she, when they ask the question, what the heck professional attire is, my suggestion is to uh, ask my wife. Yeah. I have to do that too because <laughs> I'm colorblind. Does this actually match? That's I right, pretty much ask it every morning. Yeah, do this, this, yeah you, you cannot see colors. But um, you know who can help with that? Yeah, right. Uh, or how to engage small talk with a uh, coworker or client. What about dealing with a new boss, like uh, all the uh, uh, the Fenway um, Fenway folks that uh, you guys just had? Did you guys tired, or maybe a passive aggressive boss or an overly demanding boss? Chris, maybe that could be uh, that could be you. Uh, well, uh, yeah, no, I'm I'm pretty la- I'm pretty laid back. I'm sure you are. Anyway, uh, we've got a book for you. It is called Flip Flops and Microwaved Fish. Uh, great name for a book. Uh, Navigating the Do's and Don'ts of Workplace Culture by Peter Yawitz. It's a young professional's guide to workplace culture and communication so that you can climb the ladder to sports executive. In It offers funny and practical advice for understanding and managing life and work, and it's written for anyone who's uncertain about uh, office situations or making a good impression. This book gives you useful tips that can be immediately implemented in uh, to help you adapt and succeed. Flip Flops and Microwave Fish is available everywhere books are sold, and there's even a podcast interviewing young CEOs, including A.J. Uh, Vaynerchuk, CEO of the Athlete Agency and uh, Vayner Sports. Uh, visit Peter Yawitz, that is P-E-T-E-R-Y-A-W-I-T-Z.com to get your copy of Flip Flops and Microwave Fish and listen to that podcast. Do you ever microwave so- fish? Uh, no, I have not microwave fish. And if anyone should read this book, because if you're a young professional listening to what to not to do and what to do in, in the in the real world, is not microwave fish in the office. Do not be that person. I've uh, I've got a confession to make. You've done it, I'm sure. I I, I have I have uh, microwaved some fish. Uh, it was in the house in Battle Creek, um, in the kitchen in the house office that we had in Battle Creek, and. Um, yeah. No, no. no. That was, That's just a no. Like you should bad. read this book. You should you sh- you need to read this book. Of course I do. I I, I sh- there's a lot of things. I, at least it's not a movie. I'm more likely to read the book than uh, That's true. Than uh, no, we I actually now I I'm actually very curious now that once you sent this over to me I actually want to get this book because it literally you can see, tell why this person and this company wanted to align with front office features based on what we're trying to do. This seems like it's going to be a a guide to everything we just say and, and talk about on a weekly basis and try and make somewhat intelligent points where this person probably put it on paper and it's much more yeah, <laughs> easy to digest. Yeah, like uh, Peter Yawitz has probably got his stuff together, but we probably could do a <coughs> entire episode on um, email, t- uh, email tone. That is true. <laughs> email tone in this day and age, specifically if you're trying to go from text world to email tone that is a big thing like you can you can really send a different message depending on what your tone of your email is and right. learning how to not be overly excited but also it's just weird yeah we could we, we should dive into that because i have received some awful emails yeah in my uh, career. Uh, me too and um i've been lucky to have uh you know when my first boss was marty so he was great uh, but it's not always like that. So, uh, great book. Uh, highly suggest 
uh, Flip Flops and Microwave Fish, available wherever you get books, and visit PeterYawitz.com. Um, so, the um, I went to, speaking of email tones and such, um, I went to Springfield College on, uh, on Friday um, and had a wonderful time, spoke to uh, a sports sales class, which they didn't offer when I was there. Um, and I encourage all sport management, if sport management professors are listening, incorporate a sales class into your curriculum because so many of your graduates are going to get into sales as an entry-level job. Yeah, how is that not even really just standard at this point? I have no idea. Um, but they do great things. Like, you want to talk about instant stuff on your resume? Like, they go sell for the Springfield Thunderbirds, which is uh, AHL, I think. It is uh, AHL, yep. I actually know the president there. He's a great dude. Hi, Nate. <coughs> hey, hope he listens. Um, and um, sells for they sell tickets for the Thunderbirds, so you can kind of get to know what's going on. And he said one of the kids is killing it and is going to get, like, a job with the Thunderbirds because he was doing it. But no matter what, it's instant something to put on your resume. Yeah. We talked to a lot of kids that were like, well, I don't know what to put on your resume. Well, did you take a sales class? Yes. Did you sell tickets to the uh, sales class? Yes. Well, it sounds like you got resume experience that you can uh, put on there. Anyways, it was great. Um, also talked to a communications um, class uh, that was also very good. A lot of fun. Um, and they're starting to get, I talk constantly about networking. I talk a lot about this podcast. Um, and I just hammer, 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 hammer networking and getting out and using the, um, alumni base that Springfield has that many other colleges have that, uh, that is very good and really kind of separates, uh, the school that you went to. So, uh, I had a really good time and I think, uh, I've already got a handful of the kids, um, reach out, setting a time to, uh, to meet, uh, do a call, uh, talk through. And those are the kids that, you know, get it, get it. And, uh, I appreciate it. I love going back there. It's a ton of fun. And, uh, I really, really, really enjoy it. Did you make everyone download or subscribe before you left? I hope, uh, I, I told them a hundred times and I believe it's part of, or has been part of some of the curriculum, uh, in, uh, there we go. There we go. Springfield college. Springfield College, uh, you know, doing it right, doing it right. I did that. That so, Nate. I wonder if Nate stole my my idea. So when I was in, in Albany with the Albany Devils that we were just talking about, uh, I used to go to Siena College, and I had launched a sports sales project that the, every semester, each class had to come up with a theme for a game and sell tickets and drive people in. So it essentially was an extension of our sales team that was great for us because we got free labor. That's <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, it's perfect, right, for and that. It, That's great. Yeah, and then they went out and sold tickets to their friends and dollar beer nights for a college night, and then they, off we went and then collected the money, and they were great. And, I mean, and again, to your point, they now had sports sales experience on their resume. Yeah, it's uh, – we were talking because someone asked as a question. It was like, well, my resume is not very strong. Uh, and I said, well, tell me about what you're what you're doing. And we instantly put three or four things on his resume that had sports-related experience. One was the sales class. Um, one was, um, you know, basically working. Um, the, they have a major event called the Hoop Hall Classic, which is the top high school kids come and play. Um, LeBron James, uh, Bronny was at the uh, uh, at this year's Hoop Hall Classic. Um, when I was there, J.R. Smith was coming out of high school, and he oh, was uh, uh, he was there. <laughs> um, 
And I was like, go work that event. You'll be there. <laughs> and then there's the Travelers Championship, which is a golf event that. Uh, yep, in, in, yep in, 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 in Hartford, which is just down the street from Springfield. And one of their VPs was in my class uh, at Springfield. And they're looking for volunteers. Like, they need like 2,000 volunteers. They're going to hire you, right? So go and volunteer for the uh, Travelers. And um, there's three things right there that we just added to your resume. And that took me three seconds to think about. Um, speaking of volunteers in golf, front office future listener, we need to shout out a congratulations, correct? Who? To me? Brian. Christy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm not sure if that's public yet. Well. Well, we break no. news here that we don't mean to all the time, right? That's part <laughs> of our MO. How we try to edit stuff out of this thing. <laughs> if you if you share stuff with us, you're going to get – that's the that's – the, <laughs> Yeah, the Chrisman, risk, you, risk you take. Congratulations, Brian. Con- con- we won't tell. We won't say the public information. Right, but Brian, you just got a great new internship, uh, and he's going to go kill it. Uh, he's just the. He's now somewhat connected to me. Somehow connected to you. Yeah, you'll be because you that's go, our you'll event. Be able to do it. Yeah. So, congrats, Brian. There we go. Um, also, hey. he went to he went to a really good school. Yes, he went to your alma mater. Yes, he he went to your alma mater. Um, so two things, right? I want to talk about one sports business thing. If you got anything else, um, the Oakland A's—they're not going to be on radio. Um, what do you think? Sort of. They're going to be on TuneIn Radio as an app, uh, but they're not going to be broadcast over the airwaves um, in Oakland this year. What are your thoughts on that? So a couple of things. Well, uh, I, I think from obviously baseball is trying to get younger. Uh, most. People under the age of 30 don't listen to traditional radio anymore, at least as much as they used to, right? They're right. mostly on Spotify, TuneIn, Front Office uh, Features Apple Podcast, Music, Front Office just... Features Podcast. Exactly. So I think from a accessibility, and, and the A's are outside-the-box thinkers in a lot of things they do. I mean, they, they kind of launched the membership platform on the, on the ticket side yep. of things. Absolutely. So uh, it's probably a... High reward, low risk for them, quite frankly, uh, because uh, just in terms of trying to generate a younger fan base, uh, it's it's definitely a, a, a move that could pay off uh, because you're going to where those people are. And that's usually what works in the end is instead of trying to just stick with the norm. I mean, we've all been doing the same thing over and over again when it comes to broadcasting games and distributing it that way. So... They've been the like the forefront before, so wouldn't shock me to all of a sudden see other folks go in that direction. Um, specifically because also rights fees on radio are drying up a little bit. So from a team's perspective, if you I don't know how the inventory is going to be if they can actually sell into TuneIn Radio and put packages with their sponsors, it's probably going to be not too far off that you see another team do this. I always thought in minor league baseball, and this is, and I've always been shot down on this, so that's probably why they don't think it's a very good idea. I said, so in minor league baseball, 99, not 99, maybe 90% of the teams actually have to pay to be on radio. Yep. Um, that there's no rights fees. You have to basically pay to be on it. And then you basically work a deal that it's almost like a trade where you're basically getting ads on their stations. Yep. Um, but anyway. You're buying airtime. <laughs> you're basically buying airspace. I always thought, drop the radio. 
No, you know, for in a minor league world, minor league world, and maybe it's not the best fit for everybody. But drop the radio. Does a ton of people listen to it? You have cost in the broadcasters. Um, traveling we, them all all we, over. The- we did in Albany. We so halfway. We only broadcasted the road games because the we thought games. that anybody Why you who broadcast would be- the home games. We didn't broadcast the home games on radio because we thought anybody who would ever be listening to Albany Devils AHL hockey on the radio oh, would, would be. be at the game. Got it. And because you could still listen online because it was the yeah. AHL streaming. So we only radio broadcasted the away games. So I'm thinking to myself, uh, same kind of vein. Okay, broadcast them on radio via the internet, right? That you can get it either on an app or. Um, online somehow. But if I'm going to spend any money, I would rather spend to be on TV. People can see it, right? You can see what you're doing at the ballpark. You can see the promotions. <coughs> Your sponsors, I feel like, get extra stuff because they're seen on television, no matter how many people watch it. I always said, if you're going to spend, shouldn't we be spending on TV rather than radio? I, I would think so. Especially so baseball, most- right? Your games are on at 7 o'clock at night. Who the hell's in front of a radio? You're more uh, likely to be in front of a TV, even if your TV station isn't like the greatest, you know, you're not being broadcast on CBS. Well, it's funny. So you, the funny is that, so the, for, for advertising rates, the more expensive part of radio ga- is pregame and early game. Because oh, 10 8 is uh, 6P, right? And then baseball, it's more expensive to be in the post game because more people are home, right? So like people are driving in their cars and are more likely to be listening to the pregame show than the postgame show over radio where it's reversed on on, t- on TV. Yeah. I, uh, I, I, You're on to something, Crane. You're on to something. I'm on to something. I don't know if anyone will ever take me up on it, but uh, I think well, you I, guys, You guys are on Nesson. We are on Nesson. Well, I think we're going to have 17 games on Nesson and um, – Nesson Plus is really starting to take off, too. Yeah. <coughs> Sorry. Jeez, oh, man, this cough is going to kill me. People are going to love this episode. Oh. They're going to get coronavirus through their headphones. Oh, just the worst. Um, but, yeah, the the TV, and that's been, a, in all honesty, a Dr. Charles, who was our last one, that's his thing. He, he wanted us to be on TV as much as possible, show the product, show the product, show the product. That's well, it gives you it – gives, it also just gives – I think a huge credibility, right? Yeah, you're on TV. We're on Nesson. I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah. So, speaking of ballparks and, and TV, um, so I was watching last week tonight with John Oliver this week. Yes. And Set all of a sudden, the, the, la- the last segment of his show was the Philly Fanatic story. <laughs> not my about, Philly Fanatic story. Not your Philly, but how like the lawsuit's going on. And how the team had just recently changed uh, the Philly Fanatic to to be a be in, uh, within compliance of this lawsuit that they're having, and John Oliver is said he is open for business and willing to buy the Philly Fanatic if he be actually if the Philly Fanatic wins and becomes a free agent. It's hilarious. And become the mascot right. of John Oliver. Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a great clip. You got to check it out on. Uh, we should find the link and. Uh... Posted on our um, Twitter oh, page or something. Did, did you find a way to watch it? I did. I, know find you don't it. Have I was TV. able to watch it on the text that you sent me. So. Oh, good. Okay. Um, which was uh, hilarious, uh, and I did get a text from my um, my my father, and I do want to find the text. I did post it as a uh, as a story 
uh, on our Instagram page, but I did want to uh, read this aloud. Um, it says, uh, text from my father, uh, caught your podcast today, uh, laughing my ass off. Um, he goes, ah, the memories. Um, I remember how pissed off I was when that clown ripped your sign. I really <laughs> snapped. If I had a gun, I would have shot him. Oh <laughs> I was like, God. oh, my God. All right, calm down. Um, but I did say, I was like, do you remember? Because when we were talking about it, I couldn't remember, like, what happened after. I yep. said, do you remember after we got escorted from the seats where we went? He goes, I got escorted to the security office. So we maybe went to the jail uh, back then yep. uh, and then escorted uh, out of the stadium. That I got more text about that story being like that was hilarious. Like people thought that story was hilarious. It's true. It's true. It is. It's, it is a funny story, but it is true. I, I still am trying to picture that. I can just picturing in the stands, your dad uppercutting his mascot in the and head. Like, the Philly fanatic is the thing. You like reach behind, and grab and the snout down, and like so the guy you can't move it. Right? He's got my dad's got a grip on his freaking nose. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's uh, well. Speaking uh, of mascots too, uh, and crazy promotions, and I mean, we kind of Jesse Cole from yeah, Savannah Bananas, the owner is of the coming Savannah on. Bananas. Uh, so we're gonna ask him. He's got a very interesting story, so I'm anxious to hear about like his story, his backstory, what he's doing with the bananas, <clears throat> and um, and then obviously ask him why the hell he's not selling advertising anymore. But I asked him to do the podcast earlier in the week, and he goes. Uh, I'm sorry, but we surprised our staff, and uh, we're going to Disneyland this week. And uh, so he took his whole staff to Disneyland on surprise. So he's a great guy, right? He's a great guy, very creative, uh, taking his whole uh, team to Disneyland. Just amazing stuff, but I do still don't get it. And I'm no, a- I, I think I just we're going to ask that question. Process. I like look, he's clearly a marketing genius, and there might be something we're not seeing here, and that's the question we want to ask him. As like, what is the full payoff for doing this? And right. look, we might not even agree. We might agree to disagree, but I I can't wait to hear what his reasoning is and get to the bottom of it. And just, also just hear some other of his crazy stories, right? <laughs> he's he's probably got some amazing... He's turned like a place that used to get... I mean, I forget the numbers. It's ridiculous. They used to get like no one in the ballpark and they have now they're a sellout, sellout streak. Like crazy. Every he's our day. age. He's our age, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah. And he sold his house and mortgaged everything to be able to buy the team. It's unbelievable. It's truly unbelievable. It's a it's a great he's It seems like a Disney story. Yeah, and he loves Disney, so maybe uh the whole thing. Um so and it's gonna be where you and I are gonna try to do the interview together, right? We've, yes. I've yep. done them, you've done them. Um so we're gonna try to do the interview together, which should be interesting. We're gonna tag up we're gonna tag team up on him and tear him down. <laughs> Jesse, you're 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 a dumbass. <laughs> Go get the money. <laughs> I don't know what he's thinking. Um, but I sure as hell hope this cough is gone by then. Um, but what are you going to do? Uh, Bite through it. Be tough. Hot tea and lemon? Are you? I don't. I, I, oh, I, have you had a shamrock shake yet? No, I have not had a shamrock Me shake. Me neither. I need to have one soon. Yeah, soon. I mean, it's... Uh, it's getting close to St. Paddy's Day. It's getting, getting close, but... Anyway, I'm going to not going to be able to talk for four days if I don't uh, cut right, yeah, this podcast yeah. off now. I'm going to hack along into the uh, into the <laughs> mic. So, so we don't have that happen. Um, I'll talk to you later. Good night, everybody. Good night. Later. later.